Hi, this is the Digging Deep podcast, Life Talk with Doug and Tina. I am Tina and my husband is Doug. Our podcast is dedicated to highlighting various biblical topics. All right, Doug. So what are we going to talk about today? Oh, boy. Uh, I feel like I opened a can of worms last week with my 10 minutes with my rapid fire about prayer and stuff. It was good. It was good. Thank you. And uh, I, I kind of would kind of want to put a little bow on it. I know we're not going to do a 14-week prayer faith topic like I would love, so at least maybe get people off on a good place. Yes, I think that would be good and always beneficial, and I'm looking forward to it. So last week I just shared several scriptures about just how prayer is important, and I was thinking about our podcast and the many topics that we might go into, parenting, job, work, politics, whatever. I know I'm going to end up in prayer all the time because that's where things really change is how we communicate with God in prayer. And I want us to be confident of when we pray. We are, we know it's having an impact, you know, talking about that partnering with God, that God is wanting to hear our thoughts, is listening to our words. And what we do is, does make a difference in it. And I shared last week about from the book of Revelation that our, our prayers get collected in a bowl. Yeah. And that there's some ceremony that's so significant that angels touch our prayers and they hurl it towards the earth. And I'm sure that means something impactful has happened. Yeah. And lightnings and thunderings and all that just from our prayers, you know. And so, again, I don't want people just praying, like, oh, whatever will be, will be. Right. You know, there's even another James scripture, and I forget what it talks about Elijah. It says how Elijah was just a weak, frail man like any human, and he prayed to God, and it stopped raining for three and a half years. That that just is wow. okay, yeah. Because wow. you kind of feel like it was God told him to pray, therefore, but he's, that's not how the scripture kind of tells it. It kind of like still Elijah had to believe it, to pray it, to say something. Right. Like, or else the rain would not have stopped. Yeah. That, that kind of goes into that partnership again. So we shouldn't go into prayer fatalistic. That's we have exactly. to know that prayer is actually effectual. That's it a, yes. does something. Yes, we need to find that scripture because that's effectual. Is that was the word? That's right, James. I'll find James it. something. You keep talking. Yeah. So, and then I went on just to talk about that, so we know it's significant. Our prayers end up in ceremonies. And then we went to that scripture where Jesus was um, about to go raise Lazarus from the dead. And that's uh, John, is that Luke 17? John 11, verses 17 through 27. He's on his way and Martha meets him. And she says, if you'd have been here, my brother wouldn't have died. And then he goes on as to reiterate where he says, I am the resurrection and the life. And then he asks her, do you believe that? And just and that what stuck out to me was the fact that he asked her, do you believe that? That there's something that God is wanting from us is our belief. And when I was thinking about that, it made me think about the Genesis scripture. 
Genesis, like what what is Genesis? It was uh, the part that the temptation with Adam and Eve, the whole how the world falls into That's disaster. Right. Yes. And and as I was I was reading that, if you don't mind, I'm, I'm just going to read that part where the serpent is a chapter three, verses one. It says, now the serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field, which the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, has God indeed said, you shall not eat of every tree of the garden? And then the woman said to the serpent, we may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree, which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, you shall not eat it, nor shall you touch it, lest you die. Then the serpent said to the woman, you shall not surely die. For God knows that in the day you eat of it, your eyes will be open and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and it was pleasant to the eyes and a tree desirable to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate it. She also gave to her husband with her and he ate it. And the eyes of both of them were open and they knew they were naked and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves covering. Then they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day and Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. And, and as I was pondering that scripture, in one moment, this serpent, who I would think is probably not anything like God, you know, you know, if I'm trying to ponder, if I were Adam and Eve and I knew God and I looked around and saw all the creation and this guy named God, right? you know, the one that brought all the animals to Adam is God. Right. And the serpent just says one little line. Yeah. He will not surely die. He creeps into the scene. Yeah. That's all he said. You're not going to die. And she believes it. How do I know she believes it? She ate the fruit. Right. She, there was so little scrutiny. It's 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 flabbergasting. <laughs> Say that five times fast. Flabbergasting, flabbergasting, flabbergasting. <laughs> but do you understand what I mean? This is God's word, right? Versus a serpent, a created animal, right? And she just says, "Oh yeah, just whatever you tell me, I'll just take it. I won't. I won't even." reason with it, measure it, align it to who said what, who, whose word should I value? You know what I mean? It kind of reminds me of the, of the Psalms 1 scripture. It says, blessed in the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly. That's what I talked about last week. Yeah. And and, and, I, and I probably should listen to that. Oh, you will. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, most you know, the counsel of the, how do I know what is the counsel of the ungodly unless I know what the godly is? Right. You know, my Gmail address is Joshua 1.8. You know, it's in Joshua 1.8. Yes, I do. This book of the law it shall not depart from your mouth, right? You will meditate in it day and night, right? Meditate in it day and night so that you can observe to do all that's in it Right. So then you will make your way prosperous and you have good success. So why do you study the word of God so you can observe to do so you can understand what God is saying? What's and I think the problem was with Eve. I don't think she was trying to destroy the world and 
bring sin and death and hardship. I don't think that was even in. No. She, she believed the serpent. That wasn't on her grid. Yeah. I mean, hardship wasn't on her grid. Yeah, sure. She just believed the serpent, you know, and it's, and we do that with God all the time. And so when I look back and, but when God asks you, do you believe it? It means something to him. You know, it means it's precious in his heart when his kids say, I trust you. I believe you have my best intentions when you command something, when you explain something in a certain way, when you say this is the better way, even if I don't understand it. She reasoned, her reasoning wasn't bad. She saw that the trees were good for food, which is what God said when he created, they're going to be good for food. She said it's pleasant to the eyes. And that's something that God said about the trees too. But then she went on to say it's desirable to make one wise. Now that isn't even what the serpent said. <laughs> he just said, you're going to know good and evil, which she had never encountered any evil, so she didn't know what it was. So she she just assumed it was going to be good because the serpent said it. And, but the serpent clearly said, you will not die. And he questioned what God said. And that's really what happens all the days of our lives. Hey, if you don't even know what God said, you're at such a disadvantage. You can be picked off and have bad things happen. You have no idea. We, we've just barely scratched the surface of even understanding partnership with God. You've never even heard that. You're, you're already it's just in a bad way. But if you don't understand God's heart for you, that his commands are what's best for you, that you believe he's a good, loving father, that he's looking out for you, well, now you're stuck. But he's going to ask you every time, do you believe this? Do you believe this? Do you believe when I say I'm looking for people to partner with me? Do you, do you believe that I'm the, the good father? Like Jesus explains the good father, if your son comes to me and asks for something, would he give me a stone for I ask for bread? And sometimes we do treat God unintentionally like he wants to bring bad things to us because of the experiences of bad things happening. Whereas I would say he's trying to show us how to circumvent some bad things. Some you won't be able to because of people's wills. We get into that sometimes. But there's a lot of things we bring upon ourselves that don't have to happen. And that's kind of where I want to capture those things to help people avoid the things that are self-inflicted. <laughs> yep, so, so last week we also touched on this, this, going back to that belief where, you know, God wants us to ask, even though he knows what we need before we ask. And that's when we talked in the Matthew 6, 6 through 8 scripture. And then in James chapter four, verse 23, it says, you do not have because you do not ask. And there are sometimes I know there was a friend of mine. I, it was having just something was going on in our life. I said, hey, would you like me to pray for you? And he's like, no, don't pray. And it was something that was an irritant that has been going on for weeks. They said, there are more things. People are in Africa who are in great hardship. I don't want to bother God with this. And I was like, oh, my goodness. I don't even know what to say to that. I want you to have something less on your mind 
because I believe God can help you, but through prayer. And they're like, no, don't bother asking. So again, it's like what you were talking about, um, what we think about God affecting our prayer life in we, short. Absolutely. Absolutely. So Doug, you were talking about agreement and prayer and knowing God's heart and having to be proactive and ask God for what we need. Your friend didn't want you to pray for him because he felt like there were other people that had issues that were more serious than his. And so he turned down prayer and that was something. Yeah, that, it just astonished me. And, yeah. And I still prayed for him anyway, but you know, it was just, it was just disheartening that, you know, we, we kind of think little things don't matter to God. That he's not concerned about the smallest. When he says he has numbered every hair on our head. And what, I forget the scripture. It says, oh, the, the your precious thoughts towards me are more than the number of sand on the seashore. He's thinking about us that much. That's good. Wow. You know, and I understand, you know, our experiences in life do make us question it. And ultimately, when we're talking about faith in God's word, we're actually talking about faith in the person. You know, when we talk about someone has strong faith, it's really, it's not so much that our faith is strong, it's our faith is strong in, in Jesus, who is the author and the perfecter and completer of our faith, that really that's where we need to focus. You know, when I'm saying, how great is your faith? I'm really asking, how is great is your faith in Jesus? Would you say it's kind of like in the beginning of the podcast, you mentioned um, that our prayer is effective and that James scripture is actually James 5, um, verse 16. It's the tail end of that. The effective prayer of a righteous man can accomplish much. And so when you're talking about it's, you know, really faith and knowing who Jesus is and what he accomplished, would you kind of even say that um, a lot of times, you know, we don't feel very righteous. Exactly. However, if our uh, sins have indeed been forgiven and we've received his free grace, then we are proclaimed righteous because of faith in Jesus Christ. And so, um, you know, would you say that our prayers are effective. They they bring forth because, again, of who we serve, who we have surrendered to, and that is Jesus Christ. I mean, you you just said some good ones right there. I mean, that, that was, where does it begin? Second Corinthians 5.21. It says, God made Jesus, who knew no sin, to be sent for us that we might become the righteousness of God in him. And that's just kind of like, what? God through Jesus takes our sin, all of our bad, and then we get all of his good. So God treats us like we've never sinned. Now that that's one of those, oh, what, 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 what? And, and that takes me to, the Isaiah 43 verses 25 through 26 this is one of my favorite ones. And I, I think I'll end on this because it's it says, I even I am he who blots out your transgressions for my 
own sake. And I will not remember your sins. That's that's the that's the biggest mic drop in history. I like, own sake. I like that because oftentimes when we come to into a place of prayer, we feel disqualified already. But your scripture you just brought up totally erases that, that we are qualified on the basis of salvation, of what Jesus did for us and receiving it. He qualifies us. Yes, he's the ultimate qualifier. That's why, again, we must trust in Jesus. That's He's the focus. So what Jesus did, we get. That's why we're called a joint heirs in Romans 8. Joint heirs, whatever Jesus gets, we get. We get because we were in him. It says we were buried with him. So God saw us buried when Jesus was buried. It says we were raised with him. God saw us raised when we were raised, when we accepted Jesus Christ. Everything Jesus did, we get credited to us. And that's why I love where it says, God says, I even, I, I blot out the transgression for my own sake. God didn't sin. <laughs> right. So what did he need? He needed sin out the way once and for all so that we could always have communion with him. I think he also needed sin out of the way legally so he could release. Oh, you so that, that he L could word, Tina. Release, give, bless, mm. empower mm. with no restrictions. With no restrictions. Everything's moved out the way. Do you know the scripture I just read has another scripture right after? I bet it does. Go for it. It says, put me in remembrance. This is God saying, put me in let us contend together. State your case that you may be acquitted. State your case. That's legal. Acquitted is a legal term. Yeah. To be justified is actually what it means. And that's, again, another legal term that people who read about, they understood it as a legal term. Contend. Who are we contending with? The enemy of our souls who accuses us before God day and night, Satan, he's telling us, they don't deserve anything. I I sin, I'm getting, I'm going to hell eventually. They sin, they should get all the bad stuff too. And then God, who Jesus said, if you sin, he said in 1 John 2, said, if you sin, you have an advocate. That means a lawyer, Jesus Christ the righteous. Come on. Man, that, that's, that's good. time right there. That's, that's really good. The yeah. Bible also calls the Holy Spirit our paraclete, and another term for that is advocate. We got two lawyers. We got the Holy Spirit in us. We got Jesus, our high priest, our advocate. Why? Because, again, Revelation 13, it says that Satan accuses us before God day and night. And that's why it says, what is it, Colossians? that Jesus blotted out the handwriting of ordinances that was against us. Someone was taking notes, blotting out the handwriting of ordinances that was against us, taking it out of the way, nailing it to the cross. So I know we said a bunch there, but what we're trying to say is prayer is both a devotional, loving interaction with a great loving God, but his way, as he set up a legal system, Jesus, you know, I always say, why didn't God just decree? Mankind, you can have all your sins forgiven now. He didn't do that. He made himself through Jesus come in a human body, live a sinless life, suffer, 
all the penalties of sin for us legally. Legally. So that he could be our representative. So kind of to wrap up, I jotted down some bullet points. And yeah. if there's one or two things that I didn't um, mention, feel free. We mentioned yeah. a lot. So first bullet point, prayer being effective. Yeah. Second bullet point, the legal right to request of God, to bring our prayers to God. Uh, third bullet point, Jesus, who he is as our advocate, our redeemer, the one who released us from sin, got it out of the way for another bullet point, and therefore our position in him, um, how he qualifies us. Yes. And then we touched on in the beginning, um, all of this, how we are, can be effectual legally in our prayers, despite what Jesus, despite what Eve did, yep. because Jesus's sin covered it. Are there one or two other bullet points you want or takeaways you want the listener to have? I, I think, you know, from that scripture says, put me in remembrance. So what does that say? A, I have to know what God has said to even put him in remembrance. Going back to that Joshua 1.8 scripture, you know, you know, his book, his word, the word of God. I'll meditate in it day and night so I can observe to do. And then don't be so easily, you know, you got to, every, everything that you hear, you have to line it up with the word of God. And it may take, you know, prayer, ask a friend that you trust, that knows and loves God. Can you explain this to me? I don't quite understand. I did that and still do that. I, I remember the first time I got introduced to these things. I pulled an elder aside and I think I talked to him for two and a half hours. Wow. I had question after question after question after question after question because I knew I didn't know. And I know, like the scripture says, Hosea 4, right? My people are destroyed for a lack of yeah, knowledge. Yeah, that's right. So I didn't want to be in that regard, but I know it's, it's a life, it's a journey. It's a journey. It is a journey. Well, we're going to keep talking about this and pick out a couple of these topics and. Keep on keeping on are we next keep week. On, we are going to keep, keep on. on, Doug. We're going to keep on. All keep right. On. Well, you all have a great rest of the day. Bye now. I hope you enjoyed this week of Digging Deep podcast, Life Talk with Doug and Tina. If you'd like to get more information about us, you can go to Doug's website, which is myfatherscrown.com or my website, tinaweb.net. You can get our book information and read blog posts that we have written over the years. So we pray that you have a blessed uh, day. Also, if you know a mom, please let them know that I offer a 14-minute mom life pause, a episode just for moms once a week, just for 14 minutes. It's an episode that will give them some scripture to think about and some encouragement because as a mom of six, I know moms need a lot of encouragement and maybe I can actually invite Doug on sometime to give a 14-minute dad encouragement episode sometime. I'll have to put that in his ear. Anyway, have a great day. Be blessed.